It's Monday, and you've got Oz in your ears. This is Peter Bergman on the road for Radio Free Oz, and I'm in the Hello Kitty Main Cathedral of the Church of One Way Light, listening to Pastor Mercer Berther wind up his sermon to the 5,000 one-way lighters here in the hall. Many of my flock have come up on me and asked, Pastor, how can we be sure that we're real Americans? And not a bunch of undocumented parasites like all the not-me's out there. And I say that God has given you more than two punched stone tablets, more than one rosy crosshair, more than a thousand virgins waiting on the wrong side of heaven for themselves. He has given you his most precious seal. He has certified us. And we noose that holy ticket around our necks and hang it proudly twixt our breasts. Pastor, uh, Peter Bergman, Radio Free Oz. Hey, you really had the congregation in the palm of your hand. Well, it's where I like to hold him. Him? Uh, uh, no, no, this, this, my badge, my birthright, my birth certificate. I hold it very dear. May I read it? Sure. Uh, let's see. Mm-hmm. Hold on. Mercer Berther was born to Luther and Bertha Berther mm-hmm. on July 3rd, 1951, attested by Corliss McClutter, the redundant register of Hintville, Arizona. Yes, I'm a Hintville hyena, class of 67. Summer nights under the bleachers with the cheerleaders. Or was it the drum majors? Well, anyway, walk with me through the one-light trade show to my lair. (laughs) The Church of One-Way Light welcomes the North Oklahoma Teabag Dips and the Phoenix chapter of the Fun Famished Freeloaders. You're wearing your ticket, so come in and kick it. So, where's yours? Where's my what? Your certificate, pilgrim. Oh, 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 this. No, not your press pass. That's not your American ticket. Any tanned, skin, clean-shaven, wide-hipped terrorist could walk in here with one of those. Well, I don't find it necessary to walk around with my birth certificate hung around my neck, Pastor. Obamanite. I'm not the president's man. Hey, he ain't the president, because he won't sport a ticket. So I don't have to pay him taxes so he can go sleep with Che and Mao. Go easy on him, Lighter. He's a tweeny. Tweeny? Yeah, you're tween, being an idiot and getting a ticket. Down here, you don't wear one of those. They're likely to drag you off and push your ass through the wrong face of the fence. I saw a lot of uh, soldiers in the cathedral, Pastor. Oh, that's the one-way light brigade. They're not going back to AFPAC. Until Mr. B. Hussein up there in the White House flashes his membership. And what if he does produce his birth certificate? What then? Well, I'd say that any man who can manipulate the Internet to get elected president is capable of going up there and getting a counterfeit ticket. No, that not me is keenly abound. We'll throw away the election and Senator Dang Fence and Mama Grizzly will take over... And then it's one-way light all the way. This is Peter Bergman for Radio Free Oz, and I'm getting my ticket out of here. (laughs) 
Welcome back to Radio Free Oz here on RadioFreeOz.com. I'm your host, Peter Bergman, my co-host, David Oz. Hey, welcome back. Uh, where did they go? Well, they had a weekend. You never know what's going to happen to Ozites, if I can be so bold. Over the weekend, this we basically broadcast or webcast, however you want to look look at it, to an eclectic crowd who have things to do on the weekend besides watching SmackDown or whatever. Yeah, they, <laughs> I hope nobody's. Well, who knows what they're watching? It's all right to watch SmackDown. I mean, it's sure. all imaginary. It's all in cartoon land. It's you know. Well, that's the problem. Less and less are we able to live in cartoon land. Babe. Oh come on, Mighty Mouse is real. <laughs> yeah, he is real. He's just sleeping. Uh, yeah, no, I'm not taking taking away from our listeners. Some of them may indeed be uh, parishioners at the uh, Church of uh, One Way Light. For all we know, oh, it could be that they're down there, or they, or the first uh, the first Church of Science fiction could be could could be be. and and i understand what's really interesting and it's very pluralistic of you david is that you're basically the spiritual leader of both of those churches (laughs) and (laughs) i i think that's just fabulous it's diverse and it's plan b at its best on his weekly radio and internet address from the barrier island town of grand isle louisiana president barack obama said that he will stand with gulf coast residents until they are made whole from the oil spill catastrophe Let me stop right there. All the nattering nabobs and the talking heads are accusing Obama of being weak on this disaster, of bungling and and, and trusting the the experts and and going with BP for much too long. You know, it's true. It's a very, very complicated situation. Of course, when it did happen, where else was he going to turn? Um, The oil industry were the only people digging a mile deep. All right. So, yeah, it's been a tough time. But when all is said and done, in fact, by the midterms, what people are going to remember are statements like, I will stand with you Gulf Coast residents until you are made whole. This is the opposite. This is the flip side of George Bush and Katrina. Barack Obama does have a heart. He spoke of the people he'd met, an oyster fisherman named Floyd, whose oyster beds have been destroyed by oil, and Terry, a shrimper who is losing income because shrimp fishing has been shut down. Obama, these folks worked hard. They meet their responsibilities. But now, because of a man-made catastrophe, one that's not their fault and that's beyond their control, their lives have been thrown into turmoil. It's brutally unfair. It's wrong. And what I told these men and women, and what I have said since the beginning of this disaster, is that I'm going to stand with the people of the Gulf Coast until they are made whole. Yep, that's what he will be remembered for. And in an increasingly forceful tone that he's been directing towards BP, the British oil giant that was drilling the well that blew up, Obama said, we will make sure they pay every single dime owed to the people along the Gulf Coast. Obama was thoroughly displeased with a $50 million ad campaign that BP is running, featuring CEO Tony Hayward pledging to fix the damage caused by an undersea gusher and do everything we can so that this never happens again. I don't have a problem with BP fulfilling its legal obligations, Obama said. What I don't want to hear is when they're spending that kind of money on their shareholders and spending that kind of money on TV advertising that they're nickel and diming fishermen or small businesses here in the Gulf who are having a hard time. Obama said the money should have been spent on cleanup efforts and on compensating fishermen and small business owners who have lost their jobs because of the spill. 
Now, Hayward, this is Tony Hayward, the CEO. You know, I asked myself, how did such a young guy become the CEO of a company that makes $17 billion a year in profits? That's after they've paid for all of the faulty you know, faulty platforms and paid off all the politicians and paid themselves enormous amounts of money and paid politicians and spin doctors and spin mistresses. They still made $17 billion. How did this this young, charming guy become their CEO? And I, I finally figured it out. He looks like Tony Blair. He's not an oil engineer, probably just went through business school as quickly as possible, but he must be quite charismatic. He must be the person they send out to, you know, to basically... Uh, lamplight all those uh, heads of government and various other people who think he's just charming and the money he hands out is just charming and all they have to do is turn their back while BP does their worst. Okay, Hayward narrates the ad over images of boom laying in clear water before uncontaminated marshes and healthy pelicans. Cleanup crews walk with trash bags on white sand beaches as he touts the oil giant's response efforts. The ad's imagery clashes, unfortunately, with disturbing news photographs published recently of pelicans coated in oil, gunk dripping from their beaks. Well, I just guess the the people that made the ad just missed that one. As the ad fades out to show BP's website and volunteer hotline, Hayward says, we will get this done. We will make this right. And here's BP's latest gambit. They've purchased several phrases on search engines such as Google and Yahoo so that the first result that shows up directs information seekers to the company's official website. A simple Google search of oil spill turns up several thousand news results, but the first link highlighted at the very top of the page is from BP. Quote, learn more about how BP is helping, the link's tagline reads. So they're spending a fortune not only on, on, on bogus TV ads, but they're spending a fortune buying keywords on Google and Yahoo. Hey, Google. Hey, Yahoo. Why are you selling them those keywords? Because it's an open market? Because it's an amoral space? Hey, come on!